Eagles have been fucking scraping by. I mean, I've said it at like pretty much every episode. I don't think the Eagles are as good as their record says. They've been getting bailed out a lot. I mean, the Dallas game, for example, Dak stepping out, that fucking tight end that got stopped on the one yard line. I mean, I I think San Fran here is gonna gonna come in and just overpower them. I think it is gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna go to whoever makes that one mistake in the fourth quarter. I've uh Niners twenty four, Eagles twenty one right now. All about the balls podcast with Mark Davis, Chris Gemeinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkles. Welcome to All About the Balls Podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the sack house. Ear infection and all, but the pain goes away when I'm joined alongside Chris Meinhardt and Luke Rule. Chris, we didn't get to talk to you last night. How are you doing? How was Thanksgiving break? How are you feeling heading into this wonderful weekend of NFL football? Yeah, Thanksgiving break was great. Uh, as being a parent, I finally learned that like the weekends and long weekends that are supposed to be to like recoup and like reset are actually fucking punishment and miserable. So, um, <laughs> you know. Had four uninterrupted days with two kids. It was a fucking great weekend. But, you know, great Thanksgiving with the family. Wish your Sunday was a little better. I mean, maybe maybe it was better if Dennis Allen or uh, uh, yeah, Dennis Allen gets fired and uh, Pete Carmichael. So hopefully that's going to you know entice that holiday spirit coming up in the next month. Uh, but hopefully. LSU, you know, Congrats. Hopefully, Jane Daniels gets the Heisman. We'll talk more about that probably tomorrow. But, Luke, you know, you said it last night, stressful or stress-free weekend coming up for you and the Ravens. You guys are on a bye week. So, how yeah. are you feeling going into this yeah, week? Feel, feeling good. I mean, just chilling, get to enjoy some good football this weekend without having to stress about the Ravens game. So, but, uh, you don't have to stress not, about not anything too many Yeah. No, UCF's not playing either. They got a bowl game, but not playing this week. So, it's good. My Fantasy, you don't. You don't throw the stress in fantasy. You clinch the one seed yeah. redraft. You have clinched probably one of the worst spots in dynasty. So you're stressful. You're stress free this weekend. Yeah, I am officially eliminated from dynasty, and I have clinched the one seed in redraft. So easy. And plus, half my half my redraft teams on bye week this week, so I clinched it at the perfect time. Your dynasty team too. Like at least you got like probably five or six guys on a bye week as well. On a few your yeah, after yeah. That. But, just, just I haven't even looked at dynasty yet. You can just leave them in if you want. I don't give a shit. I play you, yeah, so I clinch that. I clinch the one seat if I win this week, so you can leave them in if you want. Yeah, Throw not, JJ in there. there. He's, he's, well, I, I don't have him back in uh, redraft. I mean, Dynasty, because I don't have him. You have him, True, Chris. true, true. Yeah. True. But, no, it's going to be a good weekend. I mean, not much real excitement of this NFL football, honestly. Only a few games. Like, I mean, I'm going to care about the Falcons game just because – it's my team, but we don't even have an exciting matchup. But let's dive into it, boys. Let's let's get in here. Let's start talking some week thirteen. Some fucking let's recap the week twelve real quick for the people that didn't actually know who we picked. But Luke, you're back on top with twelve and four straight up and eleven and five for the week. So you're back on back on top. You know, now great, you're sitting great at, week of picks. It's a great, yeah, it's great week. Picks. You're sitting at one hundred and eighteen wins, sixty two losses straight up. You are ninety five, eighty four and one against the spread. So you're actually leading in all the categories right there. I went 11 and 5 straight up and 8 and 8 against the spread. So I'm 113 and 67 
straight up, and 93, 84, and three against the spread. Chris and Doc both went 10 and six straight up, so they came back to the they came back to the field a little bit there, Luke. And Chris went eight and eight against the spread, Doc nine and seven. So Chris is 110 and 70. Nine or 82, 95, and three. He's he's creeping his way back in the spread. He's trying to get to 500. Hell he's, yeah. <laughs> he's getting there. And the Docs, 116 and 64, 95, 82, and three in the spread. So, Luke, you're going to be leading us off once again back to the normal order than myself and then you. So, let's let's kick it off. Thursday night football, a game that everyone's going to be interested in because the Cowboys have not beat a team with a winning record, and the Seahawks, Luke, they do have a winning record. They're 6-5, and five, coming off a disappointing home loss on Thanksgiving against the Niners, traveling to Arlington, Texas, to face the Dallas Cowboys, who are 8-3, and three, and they're running for that one seed. They are nine-point favorites. Yeah, and I, I think Dallas gets that uh, that first win over a winning a team with a winning record. I mean, 6-5, and five, I mean, it's not really that great. So, I mean, it's a good start off for them beating uh, a winning team. But, yeah, I – I think this game's going to be a little bit closer. Um, Seattle's not good, really, on offense and defense. Dallas, Dak looks like he's been cooking the last couple of weeks. Uh, Cowboys defense is playing well, so I'm going Cowboys. I'm going to give them 31-24. Yeah, I mean, all eyes, Luke, like I said, I want to see them beat a team with a winning record just so that everyone can shut the hell up about it because it is getting annoying that they they only beat bad teams and then they had the one bad it's loss to the Cardinals. I, it's not their fault. I mean, they, they did play good. Fault. Well, it's their fault they didn't win, but they played good <laughs> yeah. against the Eagles. Like, so that they played really good in Philadelphia. They just got out coached, essentially. And Dak stepped out at the one-yard line and fucked themselves up. But – I do think the Seahawks defense is a bet is better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. And I get it. They had a bad game against the Niners, but the Niners are just explosive on all fucking phases of the ball. It doesn't really matter what the Niners are doing. They just were going to go into Seattle and they were going to handle business. So I think now seeing that, I think Seattle's going to come back up a little bit, play a little bit better offensively with Geno Smith and the boys still no Kenneth Walker. So, I mean, I don't trust Charbonnet to lead this uh, running attack to do anything. I, I still don't trust Geno, honestly, to get the win. I think he'll play competitively enough in the first half, and maybe that's why it's a little closer than I have. Like you, Luke, I have a seven-point game, but I'm going to go with who I think right now is currently the MVP in football. I'm going to go with the red-hot Dak Prescott, the red-hot Cowboys, Micah Parsons on defense. This team is clicking on all cylinders. I'm going the Dallas Cowboys 27-20, to 20, give them their first win against a winning team. Yeah, I mean Dallas five and zero right now, straight up at home. Uh, Seahawks are three and two against the spread on road games. So, Mark, I had the same exact score. I twenty seven twenty of the Seahawks covering. We will get Doc's picks, by the way, after the show. He said he's just been um, he's been getting screwed with work, so he will text tonight and we'll get those picks. But. Moving on to a game that I didn't I didn't know if we were going to be honestly a favorite or not. The Atlanta Falcons traveling on the road. They are three-point favorites coming off an uh, exciting NFC South battle where they took over first place, sitting at five and six, uh, fucking competitive five and six, by the way. And they're traveling to the New York Jets, who came off the first ever Black Friday loss. Looks like Tim Boyle will still be starting Luke, but Falcons are three-point favorites on the road. Yeah, I think this is where uh... – the NFC South finally gets a team that's uh, even in the their record. So, uh, I mean, Jets defense on uh, we've all seen it all year. They're good. In it. They're good, but their offense is not good enough to keep their defense off the field. So, Falcons are gonna you know 
Ritter's going to have his probably two turnovers this game, maybe three, but I still think the Falcons uh, have more athletes on offense and they get the job done. Uh, Falcons defense is going to harass Tim Boyle, I would assume. So I'm going Falcons nine, eight, 19, 19, 13. Well, wow, it's a good score there. I love it. Um, it's a good football score. It's a very good football, football score, football Luca. Score. I'm kind of feeling the way you're feeling. I mean, if I wasn't a Falcons fan, I would absolutely not give a shit about this game. But I want to see if the Falcons win, keep Arthur Smith, or keep losing and fire the guy. doesn't honestly matter to me at this moment. I, I have no true feelings whatsoever towards Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter. But <laughs> like you said, Luke, our defense is playing a little better right now. I get it. We had a rough couple games in the you know last few weeks before last week. But – I believe our defense will flip the field a little bit, give our offense some field position, and that's where the difference will come in. Give us short fields for Ritter, Bijan Robinson, and Tyler Algier, who are running the ball pretty effectively as of late. And I think Drake London will get involved because Des Ritter loves feeding Drake London. He's the only offensive weapon that Ritter will target. And like I said, like you said, Luke, we just have better athletes at the moment. I don't think it's better athletes. I just think that Desmond Ritter is somehow better than Tim Boyle. Weird to say that he's better than another quarterback. So with that being said, I'm going to go with my team, the Falcons, 20 to 16 on the road, win by four points. Yeah, I mean, right now, Jets are an offensive disaster. They're averaging 9.3 points per game to the four-game losing streak, which is literally insane. Tim Boyle last week, two interceptions and took seven sacks. Atlanta coming in 22nd in sacks for the NFL with 22. So, I mean, I, I see them turning the pressure up on Tim Boyle. Desmond Ritter, I think he's going to have his turnovers like always against that Jets defense. I think it's going to be Falcons 22, Jets 19. I think it's going to be an ugly game. It's yeah, probably going to be like a fucking <laughs> Vikings and Bears primetime game. Yeah, I'm gonna be, you guys are going to get a lot of angry text messages Sunday afternoon. when <laughs> uh, just, just I'm just going to be fucking just fucking betting out there on text messages. A lot of fucking fire Arthur Smith and get rid of this fucking quarterback. Yeah. That's what you're going to see. Especially but. if the Jets win. Oh, God, if the <laughs> Jets win, please fire Arthur Smith right away. Like, this is not Aaron Rodgers playing. So, like, if Aaron Rodgers playing, I expect to this lose. Is, God. This is QB, this is QB3 playing for them. Yes, it, it really <laughs> is. I mean, we're technically on QB3, too. We started with Ritter, no. then we went to Heineke, no, now we're back to Ritter. You're on, Q, so. you're on QB1. <laughs> QB1. Saves. You're saying that the Alabama's quarterback's QB three too. Well, he's about to do it. He's about to pull a Jalen Milrow. He's about to turn this shit up. He's about to say, <laughs> "Give him the Heisman. Give him the MVP." Yeah. You're going to see Ritter turn around. But no, let's move on. The Los Angeles Chargers, the most disappointing team I think in the NFL. I think we can agree on that mm-hmm. pretty heavily. They are four. Oh, they are four and seven traveling to the Foxborough to face the two and nine New England Patriots, Luke, and they are six point favorites. Yeah, I the think Chargers the only though. thing more disappointing than the Chargers is the Patriots right now. Uh, I, Patriots, I think they have no clue what the fuck's going on in their uh, front office, on their team. They don't know who's starting. They don't know who's playing week to week. They bench a guy and they say, no, get back in. That happens every week. So I think, I mean, I say say the Chargers a lot, but I think I think this week I really do have to <laughs> have to go to the Chargers. So Chargers more more weapons on offense, solid, decent defense, I guess. Uh, I think Herbert gets it done in Foxborough against Belichick, and you know Patriots are gonna have go two and ten. 
this week. I'm so, so I'm fucking. Go. I was going to say I'm so fucking tired of picking the Chargers. Like, and then I have to. I have to pick this week. <laughs> the offense is just so there's, good. There's no way I could just pick Mac Jones. I don't even know who's playing. Mac Jones starting, or is it fucking Zappy? It could be, or, it could be both. We'll know. We'll know Sunday at one o'clock. Yeah. So yeah. I know who the starting quarterback is for the Chargers. Second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I'm taking him. I'm going Chargers 28, Patriots 13. I'm going to tell you right now, I understand the Patriots have a better record than the Carolina Panthers, but the New England Patriots are by far the worst team in the NFL. If they played Carolina this week, the Panthers would win and get their second win of the season. With that being said, the Patriots won't win another game all fucking year. They will finish the season 2-15, and and we'll see what Robert Kraft wants to do with Belichick. If he's the guy that's going to get a franchise quarterback or they move aside, move him aside and pick somebody else. And with that, like you said, Luke, we know who's starting for the Los Angeles Chargers. And as tired as we are of picking them, I got to go bolts here because the Patriots are a fucking clown show. So I'm going Los Angeles here, 27 to 17, but that's not a good win. The Chargers keep Brandon Slade for another week. Yeah, I mean, as much as we're tired of picking the Chargers, I'm tired of just picking the Patriots saying, like, there's no way Belichick keeps losing games. Like, we all know Belichick to win games. And I'm like, he's gonna he's gonna have to win another game. So I'm tired of picking him. So I'm fucking done with it. I mean, the Charger, they're on Take a three game losing. Yeah, they're they're on a three <laughs> game losing streak. Most of the games they've lost definitely haven't been on Justin Herbert's shoulders. I I think the Baltimore game was definitely on him. I mean, they had the chance to drive down the field and win it. He choked. But Patriots are one and five against the spread as underdogs, so I think Chargers are going to cover here twenty four seventeen. Can't wait to see that on Red Zone or if it hits my multi view. Uh, this yeah, these early games. There's only one early game that's worth watching, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. It's just such a bad game. Chargers Patriots. They need another fucking fire alarm during the Red Zone during this game. During oh, the one o'clock of, games, fire yeah, alarm. Scott, Scott Hansen's not leaving though. We love you, Scott Hansen. Like you, you made sure us, the fans, were entertained and we were knowing what's going on with the football world. Like you're a fucking hero. You're the hero that He's like, we no. don't Yeah. We're... Yeah, he was like, the Eagles are in the red zone. Ain't no fucking way I'm leaving right now. <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. He's like Batman, dude. He's not the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we fucking need. God bless you, Scott. <laughs> God bless you. Let's go on the show. Yeah. Oh God. If Scott Hansen <laughs> came on this show, I don't think we're working ever again for what our jobs are. I think we we're set. We're set forever. Yeah. But let's move on. Let's move on to a team for the first time in 58 games. They finally broke 400 total yards. First time all year they outscored their opponent. Moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are five and a half point favorites at home in Acershire Stadium. Hosting Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, Luke. Yep. And hate to do it, but I'm going to have to pick the Steelers here. I would really love the Steelers to lose this game. But Steelers at home, they're 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 a little juiced up now. They finally Matt Canada's gone. Offense clicking. Defense, you know, pretty good as always. And you got TJ Watt out there, you know, doing his thing. They just uh, I think what Tomlin said he's the best defensive player he's ever seen. So he's pretty good. I don't know about the best ever, but 
Who are we to argue? Who are we to argue? He's kind of a freak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he's a good, very good player. Maybe not the best ever, but maybe probably the best year, this year. Uh, so I'm going Steelers. Uh, not a whole lot of offense in this game. Big defensive game for the Steelers still, but maybe, maybe 300 yards offense. So I'm going Steelers 20, 27, 27. Not a whole lot of 15. offense, and you're giving them 27 points? Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Possible pick six in there. Add a pick, add a pick six. Could, could be the defense, yeah. Actually, okay. no. I'm going, I'm going 20, 24-17. I don't want to change. I don't want to change your, I don't want to change your nope, shit. 24-17. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you knocked him down by a field goal. Yeah. By a field goal. <laughs> yeah. Scared him. They, they hope, hope not, because I'm <laughs> kind of need I might use their kicker this week. I don't know. I, I will say, though, I'm actually very impressed with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren as a one-two punch. Them putting Warren as the starter, putting Harris as the backup, has actually changed a little bit of life for Najee Harris. I'm not still a huge fan of him, but as of lately, since this, the benching, well, I want to say he got benched. He still plays a lot. He's been playing he's pretty slow. good. Chris, yep, he's well, slow. Chris, he's fat and slow. He's fat. He's fat. Yep. fat, fat Eddie Lacy out there. <laughs> fat Eddie Lacy. Hey, don't say that. But, we'll, we'll get fucking hemmed <laughs> up on TikTok for it. <laughs> no, but he, he's he's they've looked very impressive. And like you said, Luke, this defense is they've come they've come alive. I know the first few weeks of this NFL season they were kind of struggling still, but this defense found its groove. TJ Watt, arguably one of the best defensive players today, all time. I mean, I get it. If you're a Steelers fan, it's hard. I mean, that's that's what they are. They're defense. So he might not be the best defensive player in Steelers history, but Currently, right now, he probably is. So, and with that being said, I just don't trust Arizona Cardinals. I don't trust Kyler Murray. Uh, I, I just, it's just too much to ask for to come out here. They're early game for them to come to Pittsburgh to play this defense led by TJ Watt. I'm going to go the Steelers 27 to 20. They cover the spread. Yeah, I mean, I know Steeler fans are fucking excited having a 50 something games without 400 yards. Finally, fire Matt Canada. First game, 400 yards. So I know they were happy about that. I I think the defense is clicking. I mean, they've only allowed 15.7 points per game over the last six weeks. And the Cardinals 0-6 on road games, and they have not scored more than 16 points. So I think it's going to be low offense for the Cardinals. I'm looking for Pittsburgh to continue that playoff push. Sorry, Luke. But Steelers 28, Cardinals 16. I would cover the spread right there. So Mike, Mike Tomlin's going to get it figured out, and he always does. He always, he always does. He always, he does. always does. That's why he's there. I don't know how, I don't know how he's doing it this year, but he's doing it. He might pay especially the refs. <laughs> he might pay the script writers, but especially with he, the drama going he, on with Deontay he, Johnson, the ref too. Was spotting that ball, dude. That Still. man was. <laughs> that spotting fumble that play was so bad. <laughs> He was blocking. He was out there oh, blocking yeah. that corner. Really, he good. fucking walked three feet. He's like, yeah. "Ball ain't coming my way." <laughs> no, yeah, it's a lot of drama. He might be gone. He might be gone in the off season. Sure but yeah, I'm sure they should rough, be kept Claypool. Rough week, rough week of practice for him, I bet. Well, Claypool, Claypool looked too. like he was giving. Uh, Claypool looked like he was getting a little bit more effort than that. Well, you know the Pittsburgh way. They uh they replace you quick if you're a drama maker. The reason why AB stayed as long as because he was productive and they couldn't replace him right away. So they tolerated him until they could get another receiver out there. So AB was still productive. He, he actually gave his all. He was just an asshole. But and it was before he was crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, Tomlin just roped him in a little bit. 
Yeah. Yeah. He kept him in check as long as he could. Bro- I mean, there's some. He was, he was like, like oh, brother, oh, brother to brother. Vontez Burfecht fucked him up. That's what it was. He, I, I probably was, to be honest. Those <laughs> it, hits were I think nasty. Downhill after the perfect hit. Uh, but moving on to an AFC South battle where the Indianapolis Colts are traveling to Nashville, Luke's neck of the woods, to face the Tennessee Titans. The Colts surprisingly 6-5, and five, Luke, in the playoffs at the moment. They did beat the Titans in Indy earlier this year, 23-16. Yeah, um, I mean, this this game could be a coin flip. It's in Nashville. Uh, well, was, I mean, looked hot his first couple of games, but he's kind of tapered off a little bit. I still, it's kind of hard to bet against Derrick Henry sometimes. He's finally, well, he just hit 8,000 yards rushing or 9,000 last week. Uh, Michigan's been up. He's been playing pretty good football for being a uh, fill-in guy. Uh, this game's tough for me to pick. I think the Colts have the hot hand right now, so I'm going to ride with the Colts 24-21. Yeah, like you, Luke, I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee Titans do win this game. They yeah. they still, as long as questionable as they are on the offensive end, this defense still, they play. And they're playing for Vrabes out there. You know, Mike Vrabel, he's what we've already talked about trying last night. Trying to keep his job. Indeed, no Jonathan Taylor. But Zach Moss did good earlier in the year when he was filling in for Jonathan Taylor. So, you know, I don't think that's that big of a loss for uh, the running game out there in Indy. Michael Pittman's hot. Josh jo- Joshua Downs has been pretty good. Like you said, Minshew's been pretty good as a fill-in, and they're playing good defense without Shaquille Leonard, who they got rid of. And they are hot, and I just don't trust the Tennessee Titans offense. Like I said, I would not be surprised if they win this game. But with that, I'm going Colts 23-20, a field goal game as well. Yeah, I mean, the Colts, the past three games that they've won, I mean, the defense plus four turnover ratio, and then they just grinded the game out with Jonathan Taylor. JT's out, like you said. Moss is in. I think that's going to actually be a big thing. Um, Tennessee, they just broke their three-game loss, but they are 4-0 straight up at home. So Derek right, Derek right now averaging 4.1 yards a carry the last two weeks. The first time they met, Henry only had 43 yards. I think it's... I think that number is going to flip big. I think Henry's going to be a big focal point in this game. So I have Titans 21, Colts 16. Oh, going with the old home mm. underdog, huh? I mean, I, there's, they're undefeated at home. They are undefeated at home. Stay that way. And like I said, it's, it's a division game. I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised, honestly. But let's. Let's move on to the probably the most exciting 1 p.m. Eastern time game, and that is Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson in this five-game winning streak. Denver Broncos, red hot, traveling to H-Town, to Houston, to face C.J. Stroud, your rookie of the year, possibly MVP. We'll look at it later as the Texans are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at this game. I think this is probably one of the better games this week, actually, besides the uh, the one the one game where all we – tuned into the Niners Eagles but uh so the noon game is probably the best game probably might be the only game I'm actually watching so uh, I like CJ Stroud he's been playing pretty good all season yeah he's had a rough couple uh weeks I think they dropped with the last two games uh he almost came back almost let a game-winning drive missed a field goal so just a little short so I like Texans it, it wasn't short it it hit it it hit it it he don't it, 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 it wasn't don't. enough. Oh, and they and, <laughs> and, and they cut his ass Guess too. It's short. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did. Well, he he was the backup kicker. Like he was a signed because what their 
starting kickers hurt, been hurt for the last few weeks. Uh, so I'm going Texans. I think it'd be a little more offense in this game. Some solid defense play too. I think each team. I think CJ Stroud throws an interception as long, and Russell Wilson does as well. So I'm gonna go Texans 28-24. Yeah, this is a game I'm excited for. Uh, the Denver Broncos defense and their five game winning streak. They're allowing the second least points per game. This is what we expected the Denver Broncos to be a good defensive team and. We're questionable with the offense because we're going to see what Sean Payton was going to do. So it's good to see the Broncos, who we expected on the defensive side, back. But the offense is playing good enough football to win games. They're not really putting themselves in bad situations to lose games. I know Russell's not putting up huge numbers like he did in Seattle. He's kind of more of like that rookie year Russell Wilson, his second year Russell Wilson, kind of more of like a low-key game manager. But he's moving. He's running. He's moving around the pocket. He's extending the pocket. That's the Russell Wilson that we expected. And – he is Mr. Unlimited. You know, he believes. And I'm I'm kind of a low-key believer, but I'm a C.J. Stroud believer. And I said it from day one. Should have been the first pick in the draft. They got Tank Dell out there. We'll see if No Brown's going to be available. Nico Collins, Robert Woods, a hot Devin Singletary, and a defensive a defense led by Derek Singletary and Will Anderson led by D'Amico Ryans. It's just too much to ask for. Come into Houston, to H-Town. I'm going Texans 20 Four to twenty, close game though. Yeah, I mean, after the Broncos' defense got their ass whooped by Miami, I don't know what they did, but I mean, the turnover ratio has been crazy for them. It's like every other play they get the ball. I think that's been huge for Russell Wilson. I mean, the five-game winning streak, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, like Mark, you said, we're finally seeing that see Seattle Russell Wilson come into play. I think this can be a tricky spot for Houston because the pass defense right now allowing 252 yards per game. So I do think Russ is going to cook. I think he's going to be Mr. Unlimited. The Texans four and two straight up at home right now. CJ Stroud's going to has been brilliant too. I think Denver is going to make one more play though than Houston's going to make. So I have Broncos 31, Texans 28. And I mean the five game win streak that the Broncos are on. It's not like they've played shitty teams. I mean they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. Like, they played good teams on this win streak. No, they have. And if you're going to say it, you got to say it like Russ, dude. It's Mr. Unlimited. You got to have that swag with it. I I do like what I'm seeing Denver, though. And the Cortland Sutton connection with Russ, that's looking good right now, too. That's that's what we were expecting to see, too, when we first got him last year. So that connection is doing really good out there in Denver. Keeping Russell's job, maybe maybe Sean Payton wants to keep him next year, not replace him. So, but Chris, we're gonna move on to the New Orleans Saints. You know, two teams right here that are. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's gonna. I we'll see because the, the Detroit Lions are traveling to New Orleans, and the Detroit Lions are pissed off right now after that disappointing loss on Thanksgiving Day to the Green Bay Packers. Saints are upset too. They they lost first place in the NFC South to the Falcons. So something's got to give here. The Lions are four-point favorites, Luke, on the road. Yep, and I think the Lions are just going to use the Saints as their punching bags this week. They're, they're pissed off. They got embarrassed on Thanksgiving. So, I mean, it's always sad to lose on Thanksgiving, so you got to go home to your family all fucking pouty and eat your Thanksgiving dinner quietly. So that's what the Lions had to do. I think uh, MCDC, Dan Campbell, is going to get fired up, go down to New Orleans, and uh, hopefully Goff doesn't have another four-turnover game for the third week. So I like, I like the Lions. Uh, I think the Saints try to make it somewhat competitive. 
maybe we see Jameis Winston playing a little more in this game. I know Derek Carr's fucking terrible. I I feel like he's throwing picks every week and not not even pretty ones. Like he threw pick six last week, like a ninety yard one, ninety nine yard pick six. God, his his, like his press conference of that was such a fucking joke too. Yeah, well, Derek he's Carr's a joke. Terrible. He brought. 150 150 million dollar quarterback just robbed the Saints. So I'm going Jared Goff. Uh 28-19. Yeah, I still respect the Saints defense. I mean, they are they are a good defense. I mean, that's not the, the problem in New Orleans. We we've already said it's it's Derek Carr. I mean, their backup quarterback is jamming out to ludicrous at halftime. You know, while Derek Carr looks like he's miserable. <laughs> On the sideline, and in his face too. Like he was like bent over, like screaming at him, like rapping the ludicrous. <laughs> now, love it from James. He's just having fun out there. He's just living his life. But I, I expect Jared Goff to maybe having a turnover or two, just because it's the Saints' defense. But I don't expect the Lions. This I I expect the Lions to treat this as a must-win game. This is a must-win game, playing against a decent defense in a hostile environment. The voodoo dolls might be out. They might be poking the fucking Lions players. But not enough voodoo dolls are going to be in attendance for this game because I have the Lions 27-20. And remember, Dan Campbell is a former Saint. So MCDC knows a little bit about the New Orleans culture down there. So I'm going to give it to the old MCDC. Give me Lions 27-20. Yeah, first shout-out to the Lions. Won me the Survivor League. Sorry that the Packers had to beat them on Thanksgiving, but hey, my wallet appreciates it. Also, fuck Dennis Allen, fuck Pete Carmichael, fuck Derek Carr. I mean, fuck them all, you know, fire them all. <laughs> we got the 12th draft spot right now. I hope it gets better. And you know what? Draft the boy out of LSU. Get Daniels, you know, fuck it. Um, I mean, the Saints are struggling right now health-wise. Michael Thomas out. Chris Olave is going to be out for a concussion. I mean, we're down to fucking rookies and undrafted free agent wide receivers. Beat up on the defensive side. I think Lions are going to come in hot. Lions are three and one right now, straight up, and three and one against the spread on road games. So I have Lions twenty five, Saints eighteen. But I would not be surprised if this is a little trap game for the Lions. Lions lose this, and we are calling them frauds. Uh, I will be the first one to say we will be questioning the Detroit Lions from the the rest of the season on if they lose this game. The, I, I hope we draft, lose. Saints I don't want another Jane fucking. Daniels. It'll be the first time they drafted a quarterback in the first round since Arch Manning. Hey, Shout Archie, 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 Archie worked out for us. He did. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. Pretty the good Saints, player. the Saints were shit. They were fucking terrible. Yeah. You, you Archie guys, was guys, good though. You guys Archie were officially. Them. You guys were officially the Aints then. I think. Yeah. I think that was we that we era. were brown bags. We were brown baggers. <laughs> brown baggers. Shout out to Archie Manning too, by the way, his grandson. Yeah. Shout out to Archie. Got some playing time finally. I see, I see the fucking Ohio, the fucking old Ohio players begging for him to come to Ohio. Yeah, I've seen some rumors about uh, the other Texas quarterback going to Ohio State too. Yeah, I saw it. Malik Murphy is what you you shared in the Fuck group. Fuck Ohio. So. Yeah. Yep. You like Ohio? You, you like Ohio? You're gonna move there? Oh, he's a no, no, no. He's a bobcat. <laughs> I'm a bobcat. He's a bobcat. But, University right, of Ohio, right? Is that what that one is? It's the real, real one. Yeah, I think that the, the real University shit. of Ohio. Yeah, yeah, not the fucking state shit. <laughs> but let's move on to a game that uh, 
once again, not excited for the Miami Dolphins. About to take some frust- take some frustration out on the Washington Commanders, Luke. The Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites. Yeah, I mean, I I think this honestly could be a, a trap game for the Dolphins too. I would not be surprised to see Commanders come out here and uh, upset the Dolphins. I mean, they had what nine and a half favorites. Dolphins don't really play that well on the road, so I'm good. I'm gonna take Dolphins in a close one. I mean, Sam Howell, uh, still, I think he's still leading the league in passing this year. If not, it's close. He's one of the top five. If not, he's still so leading. I'm going to yes. go. Yeah, so he's he's throwing it. Uh, so I'm going to go Dolphins 28-24 in a close one. No, I'm the opposite of you, Luke. I, I think that this defense is from the Commanders is about to get stretched out very thin. I think Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, they are going to eat this game. Um, I think they're going to have a phenomenal game. And I think, well, I don't think I know the commanders are one of the worst offensive line units and <laughs> the Dolphins have just gotten better and better under Vic Fangio since Jalen Ramsey's been back. They are playing. I get it. They did lose Jalen Ramsey, but they did sign Jason Pierre Paul and rumors are him and Cheetah are going to be throwing deuces up together because that's how many fingers JPP has on his hand. So Tyreek has a buddy out there to throw <laughs> deuces up. So, but I do have the Dolphins here, 34, 20, I expect a, a pretty good two-score game here. Yeah, I mean, Commanders just fired their defensive coordinator after that embarrassing Thanksgiving loss to Dallas. So now Ron Rivera has to work on slowing down Miami offense that leads the league in total offense with 430 yards per game. So they have a tough task ahead of them. Miami's been a little loose with the ball, three turnovers the last two weeks, so I think they're going to clear that up. Miami, though, 4-0 against the spread when favored by less than 10 points. So I have Dolphins 31, Commanders 20. Yeah, I feel bad for Sam Howell this game. I honestly do. (laughs) And I feel bad for the viewers that are going to have to watch this game coming up. The Carolina Panthers 1-10, new head coach, traveling to Raymond James Stadium to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 4-7. Don't know if they're going to get nine wins, Luke. They have to win five of their last six. But they are five-point favorites at home. This is a another little tick in the win box for the Buccaneers. They'll be one game closer to their nine-win game that I predicted. So, I mean, as long as they just lose only one more game, they'll get their nine wins. So, I'm going to go Bucks. I think it's going to be a sloppy game. Uh, Bucks are, have not performed the way I expected them to perform this season. I thought Baker Mayfield was playing a little bit better. Uh, Mike Evans, you know, he's still he's on pace for his thousand yard receiving season so i think he's gonna eat this game against the panthers defense i'm gonna go bucks 27 uh 27 20 27 20 yep yeah so i'm usually high on the interim head coach getting a win in his first game or two just because the players love to play for that new coach it's a new you know sign of life it's like fresh energy out there but this time, I'm opposite. I, I don't like anything I from I see from Carolina. Their defense, yes, is playing better, but they have a lot of injuries still. They got a lot of injuries that came out last week um, in their their loss. And I just think Tampa Bay's better team. I think Baker, Chris, or Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and I'm not a fan of them, but Rashad White, they've been playing good football. And this defense is pretty good still. It's, it's a decent defense. I, I'll give them their credit there. But I just don't trust Bryce Young. Uh I, I don't at all, and I, I feel bad for him. He's one of the most heavily hit quarterbacks in the league, especially for sacks. Um, 
And the Bucks defense, they're going to protect the Bay here. They're going to come into Tampa Bay. They're going to win this game 27-21. Get that fifth win of the season, Luke. But give me the Bucks. Yeah. They're, they're going to keep the uh, NFC South interesting. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Bryce, like you said, Mark. Uh, the coaches around him, the players around him. I mean, you could see it when he had the opportunity to do that game-winning drive, and it was like fourth and five, and they called that screen pass. Didn't work out, and then Bryce Young just was laughing, walking to the sideline like he knew, like it wasn't going to happen. I mean, Tampa lost six of the seven games, four of those one-score games. I think it's going to be a reverse here. I think I think it's going to be close in the beginning, and then Tampa's going to pull away. I think it's Tampa 28, Carolina 20. Nice pick. I'm actually a little low-key interested to see this just because I want to see – I always like seeing the division games, but – uh, I want to see how Tampa does against Carolina. If Carolina can pull the upset off, piss off Doc a little more if they get some wins. <laughs> That'll be so but, funny. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. He, oh, he'd be so pissed. Uh, moving on to what Luke was alluding to earlier, the game of the week, potentially the most important game of the year, and that's the NFC Championship rematch. It's time to put up or shut up from the, the Niners. No more bitching and complaining about Mr. Brock Purdy getting hurt, Luke. The 49ers are three-point favorites on the road in the link against the reigning NFC champion, the Philadelphia Eagles. This game yeah, should have been I, flexed. Sorry yeah, they to cut they it off. This, they this game should have been flexed to prime nobody time. Wants, I mean, Kansas, Kansas City and Green Bay, yeah. Nobody wants, nobody wants to see that. But Taylor Swift is alleged to possibly going to that game or next week when they're back at home. So – with that being said, I think this is the time the 49ers get their win against the Eagles. Eagles have been uh they've been scraping by. I mean, yes, they've been winning games, but it's been there have been ugly wins, but wins matter. But I don't think they're gonna hold up this week against 49ers. Too many weapons for the defense to cover. Uh so I'm gonna go 49ers. Uh 28-27, one point game. This game right here, I could see either team winning. Like you said, the Eagles, they have been finding ways to win the last two weeks. They did, I get it. They found ways against the Chiefs. They found ways against the Bills. And they are playing the Niners, and this is a big game. We've already heard A.J. Brown come at it and say, hey, come at D. Bill Samuel, get in his DMs, get him fired up. Uh, we saw Hassan Riddick pretty much – I mean, my buddy's a Niners fan. He said the same thing, quote of the year. They did all this boo-hoo and you know, crying and complaining, but it's time to shut up and play. This is what it's at. If you want to sit there and avenge that loss, even though avenging it's not going to do anything about last year, you do it this week. And the Eagles, they have a good pass rush. The Niners have a good pass rush. I I think if Josh Allen can tear this team up, I think if the Chiefs receivers can get behind them, I think the Niners can too. They are the most complete team. I think they're the best team in the NFL. Adding Chase Young, by the way, to this defense, it ensures that Nick Bosa cannot get double teamed anymore. Jordan Hargrave, Jordan Hargrave coming back to Philly. Chase Young knows the Philadelphia offensive line. Lane Johnson is supposed to play this week. That's huge for the Eagles. They need him. But just too much Niners, too much problems on that team. Brock Purdy stays healthy this game. They win 27-23 to in the link, one game behind for that one seed after this week. I'm also project, predicting two stopped tush pushes in this game. Two stops. Two, that's big. Yeah, two stops on it. Don't know how. Throw that money on. Throw that money on DraftKings. 
they, they gotta they gotta bet for those tush pushes. <laughs> yeah, I need I need to set up a fucking they parlay sh- this weekend. They should. I'm taking the over on the stops on the tush push. <laughs> no, I mean Eagles. Eagles have been fucking scraping by. I mean I've said it at like pretty much every episode. I don't think the Eagles is good as their record says. They've been getting bailed out a lot. I mean the Dallas game, for example, Dak stepping out that fucking tight end that got stopped on the one yard line. I mean, I I think San Fran here is gonna gonna come in and just overpower them. I think it is gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna go to whoever makes that one mistake in the fourth quarter. I've uh Niners twenty four, Eagles twenty one right now. I can't wait. All picking the Niners. Well, right now we've all picked the same teams, but Chris has picked two different with the Titans and the Broncos, so he's the only one yeah. by himself on any islands. So, well, until Doc picks, we don't know what Doc's gonna do yet. But I, I, this I'm game, though, man, right here. this right here, and then surprisingly enough, if the Cowboys win their next two games and the Eagles lose their next two games, Dallas at the current moment will be in first place in the NFC East. But if they both went out from there on, the Eagles would win because of tiebreaker. So the Cowboys need the Eagles start losing and. The Niners need them to lose too for that home field. So this is all eyes. This is like one of the most important games of the year. Eagles win this. They pretty much, I think, are locked up the NFC. And let's see if the refs stop bailing them out because a lot of people are pissed off about the refs <laughs> in the, with the Eagles in their back pocket. Yeah. So, But moving on to a game I'm actually going to be excited for because I have the running back in a lot of leagues. And that's the Cleveland Browns. Traveling to Los Angeles to face the three-and-a-half-point favorite Los Angeles Rams. And like I said, my boy Kyron Williams is back in full force. Luke, what you got? Yep, I think this is uh, where the Browns season uh, ends pretty much. Yeah, I think they're in the playoffs right now, but I think this is where they, they fall off. I think just them, the Browns having no offense really does not help them at all. Yes, they have one of the top defenses in the NFL, well, I think uh, the Rams are playing pretty good on offense at this point. They just blew out uh, whoever they played last week. I don't remember. The Cardinals. Didn't watch it. Yeah, they, oh, Cardinals. Never mind. Still, I, I think they compete. Uh, I think they put up a decent amount of points on this defense because I think the defense can be on the field a lot. So I'm going to go Rams 24-17. You know, and we still don't know who the QB is going to be. We don't know if it's DTR yet, PJ Walker, or Joe Cool, the real Joe Cool, Mr. Joe Flacco. Mr. Elite. Mr. Elite. Yeah, a real Super Bowl champion. That's just starts name with Joe. So um Yeah. I, I, I think this Super Bowl MVP had a phenomenal yes. twenty twelve playoff run. I will give him that. He he had a phenomenal year. That's why he got paid. That's why he yeah. got paid. And then the next year they asked to give some of that money back because his play started going yeah. back down. So but he's a champion. Can't take that away from him. Yeah. But I think the Browns defense, they're pretty legit still. And I think that they're going to win this game for the Rams. I, as much as I love Kyron Williams, that guy's a stud. I think he has a good game still. But I think the Cleveland Browns defense, I think Miles Garrett, he says day-to-day, hoping he plays. I'm banking that he is playing this game. He's you know just right behind T.J. Watt and Daniel Hunter for the sack lead. And I'm going to go Browns in a field goal game. I'm going to go Cleveland 23-20. Um, just going to go based on defense. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They do have the best defense, but I think the offense is going to struggle. We don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Like you said, is it going to be DTR? I don't think – I think they put Joe in before P.J. Walker. 
And that was just a sign of DTR starting once Deshaun went down. And, I mean, Rams are getting healthy. Cooper Cup's coming back. Should be healthy this game. Cleveland, I mean, they've failed to score 14 points in the last two games. I think the offense just isn't going to click. The defense is going to stay on too long on the field. The Rams are going to be able to take advantage of that. I have Rams 21, Browns 18. Bye-bye, Browns. Bye-bye, Browns. They can still lose this game, probably actually make the playoffs. <laughs> but it could be the downfall, like you said, Luke. We'll have to keep eyes on that. But – Moving on to Sunday night football, the Kansas City Chiefs, who found some offensive rhythm last week, finally scored some touchdowns in the second half. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites at Lambeau Field as they face Jordan Love, who was red hot last week in the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I would I would love to see a Green Bay Packers upset the Kansas City Chiefs in this game, but I doubt it will happen. I mean, cold game. Chiefs are used to playing the cold. Uh, Patrick Mahomes first time playing in Lambeau Field as a starter. I think he went there as a backup and watched. But first time playing as a starter in Lambeau, so a different environment for him at night. It's going to be chilly. But I think Kansas City is going to ultimately pull this game off. They have the easiest remaining schedule for the AFC teams. And I think they're just going to ride it off into that one seed, unfortunately. So I'm going to go Chiefs uh, 28-20. 28-20, huh? Yeah. Love to see an upset, though. Love yeah, this is, like you said, this is their first time playing in Lambeau. Like you said, Luke, they did play previously in Arrowhead. But, um, yeah, I, I liked myself from the Chiefs last week against the Raiders. I do believe the Packers have a little bit of a better defense than Las Vegas. But I liked what I saw from the Chiefs. I think that they can keep this going. I think start getting Rice involved. I think he's a decent, good rookie receiver. They don't use him enough. I think Kelsey kind of found a little bit of, of a groove last week. Um you could see Taylor there, like you said, Luca is a historic stadium. Why not let her take her little talents to Lambeau in one of the most historic fields in the NFL's history? And just give Green Bay crowd a good time. You know, she's a very talented artist. Love that woman. <laughs> but uh lucky, lucky you, Travis. But I am gonna go the Chiefs 31-20. I think the offense stays hot. I think they tie the Ravens at nine and three, join the Dolphins at nine and three as well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not only is Patrick Mahomes making his debut in Lambeau Field, but Jordan Love is getting his first Sunday night game. So, I mean, two big firsts for the quarterbacks. So, the Packers have improved back-to-back victories, but the injuries on the defense have kind of piled up a little bit. The Chiefs' only road loss this season, though, is a five-turnover game in Denver. So, I mean, Chiefs Chiefs are playing good, except for that one, that one game in Denver with Mr. Unlimited. Is that good, Mark? That's perfect, dude. Sound like I thought you were Russell, actually, right there. Good. Get Russell on the show. Get Russ on the show. Yo, Russell's on him. Russell's on the show. We definitely ain't working ever again. Like, fuck Scott Hanson. <laughs> we get we get Russell out there. He's he's a little. He's bigger. He got Sierra on his side. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a close one. I mean, in Lambo Sunday night, it's gonna be cold. But I think this can be a monster game for Travis Kelsey. I think T Swizzle is going to be there. She's on break with her tour now, so she has nothing, nothing going on until after the Super Bowl. So I have Chiefs twenty-seven, Packers nineteen. I'm just so glad she's back in the NFL's life because it pisses <laughs> everybody off. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I love it. It's kind of why I want, it's also I want the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. The Falcons don't because it just pisses the fucking world off. Just let everyone get fucking mad. The- I want the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl, so she's there. God, imagine Chiefs, Cowboys, just at, Travis at the halftime show. 
No, no. Chiefs, Cowboys, Imagine Taylor if- Swift is there, and then they have to pick who the, – the world has to pick who they want to win. The annoying Taylor Swift shit going on or the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> Imagine if Taylor actually said yes to do this halftime performance. Should Kansas City would definitely be making the Super Bowl. The script writers yeah. would have to have to call an audible. <laughs> yeah, they'd rewrite the script real quick. Uh, Chiefs game. <laughs> Chiefs, Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs would get Taylor he, Swift. Because he's back together too. They would give T Swift the Super Bowl ring. They would. I would do it. Why not? Fuck the teams. Yeah. Travis Travis proposes right after the halftime show, right after he wins. Instead of going to Disney World, he's the MVP and he's taking Taylor Disney World. Like, God, we should be scriptwriters. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let, let the Eagles win it this time. Let uh, old Jason ride off into the sunset. No, no, no. We need another Travis. We got, you got to go Disney with Tay Tay. No, no Tay Tay's an Eagles fan, though. She's an Eagles fan. Philly girl. I, have, I don't see her wearing green much lately. I see her wearing a lot of red. Well, well, her boyfriend, you know, changed that up a little bit. So, <laughs> but let's move on to Monday night and a game that had so much excitement when the schedule was announced, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals, not led by Joe Burrow. That's the reason why this game would have been exciting, as uh, Browning is traveling to Duval County to face the Red Hot Jacksonville Jaguars, who are eight point favorites. Luke. Yep, and. Uh... I don't think the wish version of Joe Burrow is going to get this game done. He does look a lot like Joe Burrow playing the game. Uh, I think he wears what number six. Joe Burrow wears nine, so very similar number. So, yeah, they they look sim. They, their body builds. They they look very similar, like on the field. So if you weren't paying attention, you might think that is Joe Burrow back there, just about the way they both play. Uh, so I'm going Jags. Uh, Jags get to nine and three as well. Unfortunately, that that means the Ravens would fall to uh, the fourth seed in the ASC, even though they're on a bye. But I got Jags. I think they beat them pretty good, 28-13. Uh, yeah, like you, Luke, the Jaguars are a little red hot right now. They are 8-3. I think they join the other three based on my predictions, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, and then the team that's on a bye week, the Baltimore Ravens at 9-3. This game would have been maybe different if Joe Burrow was playing, but unfortunately he's not there for them to save them. I think the Bengals season, unfortunately, is done. I think once the Joe Burrow injury was announced, I think everyone pretty much crossed them off the uh, the playoff list there, even though they technically are in the hunt. And I'm going to go Jacksonville Jaguars here. Calvary's been hot lately. Give me the Jags, 31-17. Yeah, Jaguars have not been on Monday Night Football since 2011. So it's been it's been a hot second since the Jags have been on Monday Night Football. T-Law, I mean, red hot these past two weeks, averaging 303 passing yards. I think that's going to be too much for the Cincinnati Bengals offense to try to keep up with. I have Jags 26, Bengals 17. Ah, I wish they would have flexed that game out. You, you could have put Denver in Houston. <laughs> Mark talked all that shit about Trevor Lawrence in the past two weeks. He's shown out. Yeah. yeah, woke his ass exactly. up. Got on my got on my other fantasy team. My team's called Sunshine and Flowers for Trevor Lawrence and Zay Flowers. Nice, in the nice old, name. Yeah, nice name. Trevor Lawrence finally woke his ass up. About fucking time. Uh, my my picking picking wildflowers is not going not going great though. Can you pick it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, you can have some of my draft picks. I am looking to unload some of my draft picks in Dynasty for a quarterback. Been talking to old Rizzy about getting AR. I might take a risk on him. 
I have six draft picks Insider this year. Insider training. Insider trading. Insider training. GM's talking to GMs. And I, I, I know you tried talking to me about picking already. I, I told you my offer. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's unfortunately not worth as much as uh, AR is worth. Um, okay. Even though AR is hurt. Playing. He, he is, but... AR, AR's going to get hurt again next year. I, I think he'll be fine. I got you. But, I got you Sam Howell for two firsts. <laughs> I'll give you Sam Howell for a first and a second this year. I don't know about a first next year. Nope, I want a first next year as well. Uh, well, I want two firsts. Uh, hey, I, I want, I'm I always... I'm always willing to trade up with the third or fourth guy some picks so I can get maybe one of the quarterbacks of the future as well. How about, how about three three first rounds for Herbert? Deal. I'll give you all actually, my draft picks. Actually, I might, <laughs> I might, I might take that to be honest. I'm just kidding. I'll give you, I'll give you, anywhere. I'll give you four dollars of my fab for it. <laughs> That's all you got. I got five bucks right now. I'm about to throw fucking like eighty on uh, Joe Flacco. So fuck everybody else. I'm gonna tell Jones to go and they get a hundred dollars on him right now, so he can get a quarterback. <laughs> we'll have to talk till after the season because trade deadline is over. Yes, but you can still talk about trades. You just gotta start lining up now and start getting things. You know, not not written in stone, but maybe maybe just. But, but up. I mean, Mark, I last week I was busy. I went to church. I did a lot of things. Can you force change a trade for me? I love how all that work. And I was talking to Doc last night, and I was like, "You do realize that." Jones did not lose because it was quarterback. It all worked itself out. Nothing happened. I, I And then Jones texted me on Sunday night. I think it was like super late. He's like, I mean, to be fair, you could take Kirk out. I was like, okay, I win. Even if I don't put Frumuth in and I just keep Kirk out and I play with my 10 guys, I still win by like two or three points. So I was like, Jones, I don't give a shit what I do. I win regard. I won regardless. It doesn't matter. Kirk wasn't the reason why I won. But good trade for me, I thought, in the long run. Like taking candy from a baby sometimes, you know? Fucking, yeah, you're fucking stealing from everybody. Fucking it's not thief. stealing, it's, it's, uh. A th- you're a thief in the fantasy league. I can't, I can't do deals with you because you're <laughs> fucking trying to steal from me. So, so I was looking at it. <laughs> the, the, with, pa- with Papa Aaron, by the way, he answered my phone call. The guy's a fucking saint. I had to call him one Sunday and. He said, Mark, I was like, Daddy Aaron, what's up, man? We we're just chit chatting for a you few minutes. Them? I had to call everyone's opinion on this shit, so I called him. <laughs> and uh, first time we ever weird. talked, first time we ever spoke, yeah, uh, he sounds like a nice guy, but um, he said, I don't give a shit what you do, pretty much. He's like, I'll text the chat. and then, um, But we made a trade earlier in the year. He, he gave me T. Higgins. I gave him Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers is going to be around for a couple years. And he got some second rounders, too. So I gave him a good deal, I thought. Maybe. He might have a quarterback at week 16. He could, and, and, and me, and me and Noah, we made a good deal. I gave it was essentially a quarterback for a quarterback. I gave him Fields. He gave me Goff. Now he wanted Terry McLaurin, and he gave me two seconds. So it's two seconds for Terry McLaurin, a number one receiver on his team. That's not a bad trade. Goff and two seconds for McLaurin and Fields. I mean, Goff I and Fields good. was bad. Well, Fields, well, Fields, Fields isn't going Fields is not gonna have a job next year. He might be a Falcon next year. You never know. Maybe. <laughs> he could be. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. But sorry I made four of the possible like eight or nine trades that's happened. I'm just out here wheeling dealing. It's all insider trading. I'm the commissioner. I, I find ways to get things done. Commissioner and a general manager. I'm like the NBA. I'm like David Stern back in the day. You have unfaithful 
in the commissioner category. Yeah. Hey, you don't act on true faith. Hey, if Roger's still a commissioner, I think I could survive out there in this league. I haven't done anything too crazy. Nothing that I have done has benefited me like for like besides all the trades. They've all benefited hey, you. Well, I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> hey, think about it. I my top two quarterbacks I drafted are no longer on my team. And I was the twelfth pick. So I had the last chance to get a number one quarterback. So I was behind the curve here. I'm, I'm over here trying to make up for the ground I was I was started on. I started at the bottom and I had to make work my way up. I was one and two at one point. Now I'm ten and two. <laughs> Nothing no. to say there, Chris. No. Huh? You're out of the playoffs at the moment, by the way, too. I beat Doc. Well, because you wouldn't fucking change my roster, but you change it for Jones. Kind of bullshit. I did not. You were about to. You were about to. I was the only one vocal about. I was the only one vocal about. No to everything. I was just trying to get a haircut. I was just trying to get a haircut. I fucking got a hundred messages. I got out of the fucking barber chair. I'm like, God damn. They're blowing me up. Well, Doc and Chris were going. David sending people's <laughs> rosters, holding people's hey, pockets. I didn't. I, I thought we were grown men. There's so many messages I couldn't even go back and read them all. <laughs> hey man, I'm just trying to be a fair commissioner, okay? It was getting, it was getting hostile in that chat too. Oh, well, Chris and Doc were going at it. <laughs> a bunch of fucking. Hostile. Well, Doc was Doc was acting like. <laughs> oh yeah 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 oh 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 oh, 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 oh. yep yep. <laughs> say, say, save that one. <laughs> Save, save that, save that political comment to yourself. Not gonna say anything. That's a close one. That's a close one. We almost, we almost had to restart the episode. I would have that. I would that shit out. I would have, I would have cut the part right where Chris said he's acting like a fucking, and then I would have cut the part right there and let the the viewers think whatever the hell they want to think. It could have gone either way. All right. But we should be getting docking here tomorrow, boys. We have a lot of college to talk about. We are going to give what our final projections, what we think is going to happen for the college football playoffs tomorrow. We're going to predict all five conference championships of the Power Five. Sorry, sorry, Liberty, you're not making the cut for the playoffs, but they would. They would. They're just going they to win. win. They would win. That's we my prediction get, already. Give We're our not going to let me do it tomorrow. tomorrow. Do it today. Do your studying, you. boys. Do your studying, and, and let's see what we think is going to happen after Saturday. Noon on Sunday, we will find out who the final four are. A lot of chaos can happen, or it can be simple like Luke said, or Chris said earlier, and the top four win, and we have nothing to worry about. So, yep. Nobody's mad, then. I, I think that's literally what's about to happen. <laughs> but Except that's Chris. Washington. We'll talk about tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk about tomorrow. Now, people, we'll talk about tomorrow, because Kirk's already, like, or a lot of, like Paul Feidbaum, He's off the Texas train, by the way, boys. He's saying that it's not a definition of our argument of Texas and Alabama. It's now an argument of Bama and Florida State. So he wants Texas in if they win out and they beat Bama beats Georgia. He wants Florida State to the curb. So, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. But that's Chris Kavinehart. That's Luke Rule. Shout out to you, Doc. I'm Mark Davis. This is All About the Balls Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at The Sack House.